Welcome to the White House Family Spoken Novels Podcast, Episode 397. Today we are reading Chapter 37 of the novel, All the Bishop's Children, Book 2, by Daniel White III, with his wife Marika White. You have five minutes to get in here or you will not be eating breakfast this morning, Rosalind said as she marched out of her daughter's bedroom. That child is getting so disrespectful in her attitude and behavior, like I have never seen it before, she said to her husband as she joined him in the kitchen where he was making coffee. She's as stubborn as a mule. I wonder where she got that stubbornness and rebellion from, Dwight thought. What is the problem now, he said. Your daughter insists on wearing a pair of jeans so tight, I don't see how she got into it in the first place. I told her not to come out here until she changed into something more becoming of a girl her age. I don't even know where she got those pants from. I wonder myself, Dwight thought, as he reached into the refrigerator for the creamer. Rosalind stepped inside the dining room. Rachel and Jessica, you both get in here now, or you're going to be late for school, she said. Both girls hurried to the table as Rosalind set out the bowls and cereal and milk with toast and jelly and fruit. Morning, Dad, they both said. Good morning, girls. Did you both have a good night? Yes, Dad. Rachel reached for her cereal as Rosalind walked around to her side of the table and surveyed her outfit. Didn't I just tell you not to wear that ill-fitting thing to school? Where did you get it from anyway? She said to Rachel. You bought it for me about a year ago, remember? It was too big, but you said I would grow into it. Well, I have grown into it, Rachel said, whining her eyes. If you ask my opinion, Kennedy started to say, no one asked your opinion, Rachel said. You know nothing about fashion, so stay out of this. Rachel, that was before we knew how it would fit you. Not only have you grown taller, but you have put on some weight as well. Whatever the case, go and take it off right now, Rosalind said. I'm not changing it. You bought it for me, and we don't waste money. Plus, if I take time to change, I'll miss the bus. We should be here any minute now, Rachel said. You may miss breakfast, but you will not miss the bus. If you do, you'll be walking to school, because I will not be taking you, Rosalind said. Dad, Rachel cried out. Let me see the outfit, Dwight said. Rachel stood to her feet. Dwight looked her up and down. Your mother's right. Go and put on something else. Why don't you put on a skirt or a dress? Those are more ladylike. Rachel stumped out of the room, tugging her book bag along. You don't need your book bag to change clothes, now do you? Rosalind said with an air of triumph. Leave the child alone, Dwight said. When Rachel returned, she was wearing her long calico skirt, the one with flowers embroidered along the hem. I hate the skirt, she muttered as she took her place at the dining room table. That's more like it, Rosalind said with a triumphant smile. I'll be the laughing stock at school all day today, Rachel muttered. None of the girls in my class or in the whole school dress like this ever. Rachel, it's not how you dress, it's what's in your heart, Dwight said. You look pretty to me, Jessica said. If you ask my opinion, Kennedy started to say, Oh, be quiet, no one asks your opinion, Rachel snapped. Can we all get along in here, Dwight said. You girls eat up, the bus will be here shortly. Rachel sat up straight on the edge of her chair with a tight grasp on her book bag that was resting on her lap as she hardly ate her cereal, refusing to make eye contact with her mother who eyed her suspiciously. Let's go, Kennedy said, turning the bowl to his mouth and gulping down the rest of the milk. I hear the school bus. Bye, children. Have a great day, Dwight said.
Bye, Rosalind said as she watched them hurrying out the door. Where did we go wrong? Where are we going wrong? Rosalind said, leaning back in her chair. What do you mean? Dwight asked. Can't you see what is happening? We're losing the children. At least I feel like I'm losing the children. What are you talking about? I don't feel like I'm losing my children, Dwight said. You have no insight at all, do you? DJ is his own man. He's coming and going as he pleases. He does things we don't know of until after it's conceived. As she were shot through Rosalind, as she thought of the abortion receipt, we don't even know what Kennedy's up to. He spends over half his time in his room. We never taught him to be a loner. When he does talk, it's about making money. Rachel's attitude is beyond nasty. She's increasingly talking back. Jessica has a mind of her own. She's a 30-year-old in an 11-year-old body. Well, what do you expect? That's a bit of you in all of them, Dwight said. <coughs> and what's that supposed to mean? Rosalind said, whining her eyes. I just hope you're not blaming me for the way they're turning out. Because if you are, you'd better think twice about it. Well, you come and go as you please. And half the time we don't know what you're up to until you spring a surprise on us. You're always talking about making more money or wishing you had more money. Your attitude stinks to high heaven most of the time. And guess what? You talk back too, need I say more? Maybe if you had taken charge and led the family as you should have from the start, they wouldn't be turned out this way, Rosalind retorted. I can't believe I'm hearing this from you of all people, Dwight said. Well, it's the truth. The truth of the matter is, if you had just fallen into your submissive role as a wife and not bow up to everything I say and do, the children would not be turned out this way. Every time I try to do something good with and for them, you go against it. You take up for them when I try to correct them. You have always had a strong spirit of resistance to my leadership in this house. If you cannot control things, you do not want it to happen. That's not true, Rosalind said. That is true. Just think back to when I told you one Sunday I would be preaching on the home. The first thing that came out of your mouth was, don't mention the word submissive or be in subjection to your husband, as women are not going to like that. No, you are the one who does not like those words. And you have cast a spirit of rebellion, that unsubmissive spirit, upon the women of the church. Before you protest, remember how you tried to lead the women in rebellion against Apostle Dunbar's leadership? You still have that mindset. You have not changed, Dwight said. It's nothing but the Jezebel spirit, and it has fallen down upon the children. How dare you point that finger at me, Rosalind said. Is this a game you want to play? Because I can play better than you can. This is no game. We're talking about the children's lives, their future. They're not going to act right if they don't see right living before their eyes coming from us first. Rosalind sprang up from her chair and started stacking the dirty bowls and plates. I refuse to let you blame me for them going astray. You're supposed to be the head, aren't you? Dwight shook his head as he watched his wife march into the kitchen with a stack of dirty bowls and plates. Thank you for joining us for this episode of White House Family Stories. You may purchase a copy of this novel and any other Christian fiction books read on this podcast from Amazon.com. Now, dear listener, please know that God, the divine author of all things, wants to write a great story with your life as well. But first, you must give him the pen by trusting him with the life he gave you 
and surrendering your heart to Jesus Christ as Savior. Here is how. 1. Accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.20, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 2. Accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. 3. Accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 10.28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather, fear him, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The Bible says in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. 4. Accept the fact that you cannot do anything to save yourself. The Bible states in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. 5. Accept the fact that God loves you more than you love yourself, and that he wants to save you from hell. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. With these facts in mind, please repent of your sins, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and pray and ask him to come into your heart and save you this very moment. The Bible states in the book of Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Dear friend, if you are willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, please pray with me this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I realize that I am a sinner, and that I have done some bad things in my life. For Jesus Christ's sake, Please forgive me of my sins. I now believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today. Amen. If you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose again, allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life and that is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, go to gospelightsociety.com and read what to do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. Thank you so much for listening, and may God bless you until next time.